Good morning, everybody. How are you feeling today? We give the welcome to our viewers on Roku. Thank you so much for following. And uh, now we are going to pray before we start singing to the Lord. So I invite you to please stand up. Prissy, let's stand up all together and give thanks to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, that we can worship you and give you glory, honor, and adoration. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. We turn to you. Yes, we do. Hope is stirring. Hearts are yearning for you. Yes, Lord. We long for you. Because we will see you. We find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Washed away. Hosanna, Hosanna. You are the God who saves us. Worthy of all our praises. Hosanna. Turn to you in your kingdom, broken lives are made new. You do, Lord, you make us things new. Because when we see you, we find strength to face the day, and it's true, Lord. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Washed away, Hosanna, Hosanna. You are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. Hosanna. Come have your way among us We welcome you here, Lord Jesus Welcome, Lord We welcome the name of our Lord Jesus among us, right? It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord That's right when we see you, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, 
All our fears are washed away That's true When we see you We find strength to face the day In your presence All our fears are washed away Washed away Yes, Lord Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna, Hosanna, come have your way among us, we welcome you. Hosanna, Hosanna, you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises, Hosanna, Hosanna, come have your way among Welcome you here, Lord Jesus. Welcome, Lord Jesus, in this place. That's true. How many of you know that we have a Redeemer? Yes. He saves us. I know He rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe. I believe. My shame is taken away. My pain is healing His name. I believe. I believe. I'll raise the banner. God the Lord has conquered the grave. My Redeemer lives. 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 My And his name is Jesus. I know he rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin. I believe. I believe. My shame is taken away. My pain is healing his name. I believe. I believe I'll raise a banner Cause my Lord has conquered the grave My Redeemer lives My Redeemer lives My Redeemer lives My Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives. You lift my 
burdens I'll rise with you And then sing on this mountaintop To see your kingdom come Yes, Lord, my Redeemer lives 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 I know My Redeemer lives 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 You are alive, Lord and you are the reason why we are here, Father. My Redeemer lives. And we worship you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for being with us, Lord. Maybe you feel the same way that I feel about him. This is the air I breathe. Thank you, Lord. You are beautiful. This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me This is my daily bread This is my daily bread Your very word Spoken to me And I I'm desperate for you
This is my daily bread every day and every night. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me and To the depths of the sea, creations revealing your majesty. From the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring, every creature unique in the song that it sings, all exclaiming, indescribable. Uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. All powerful, untamable, 
Awestruck we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim You are amazing God Yes Lord Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go Or seen heavenly storm have laid in snow Only you Lord who imagined the sun and gives source to its light Yet conceals to bring us the coolness of night None can fathom indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name You are amazing God Oh, powerful, untamable, awestruck, we fall to our knees and we humbly proclaim, You are amazing, God. Oh, yes, Lord. When we see the sky in the night, Lord, and the moon and the stars shining, and the oceans, the beauty of trees the clouds that you have made Lord and then we see a baby and their hands and their little eyes shining that tells us Lord how wonderful you are how beautiful you are Lord indescribable uncontainable you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name you are amazing, God. Unpowerful, unchangeable, awestruck, we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim, You are amazing, God. Yes, Lord, You are. You are amazing, God. Nobody is like you. And we are here, Lord, today. Very, very grateful. Honored, Lord. Honored to be in your house. To be worshiping you, Lord. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Lord. That you chose us, Lord. To be part of your kingdom. And we humbly proclaim that you are an amazing God. There are no words to explain how we feel sometimes when we are overwhelmed by the beauty of our Lord, isn't it? I know you have lived that experience. It could be through a financial miracle. Perhaps you didn't have the money that day to pay the, the bill that came to you and suddenly the money came to your hand and you could pay it and you were just like, I cannot believe this. Or perhaps was in the midst of your driving. You were driving and suddenly there was an accident and you just are in awe thinking, that could be me and it didn't happen to me. 
the Lord stopped me exactly before that accident. Or it was maybe simply by you want, wanting to eat something. It could be a dessert or a special pie or a particular meal, anything. And suddenly, somehow, that meal is presented to you and you are just shocked. You just think, how this could happen? And there are many, many other scenarios that I can describe to you where, where you just know it, it has to be the Lord. It must be God. There is no other way that this could happen to me, right? And we are just amazed, amazed. And as this kind of experiences that I just shared with you, the one that I am about to tell you is also an amazing story. And I am so appreciative that our brother Al wanted to be the model for this picture. And uh, it looks so wonderful. He's so <laughs> <laughs> He looks really good in this picture. And uh, actually, I have a testimony to share about that Bible. That Bible was given to me by, by my dad. My daddy gave me this Bible. And, uh, you know, I'll speak Spanish as I do. And that Bible is in Spanish. And so it was kind of interesting that both... Both could read what this Bible says. The title of this message is, Do You Understand What You Are Reading? And it's based on a passage of the scripture that our brother is going to read for us. Are you ready, my friend? I'm ready. All right. You're going on recording, right? All right. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. The angel said, Get ready and go south on the road that leads to Gaza from Jerusalem the road that goes through the desert. So Philip got ready and went. On the road he saw a man from Ethiopia. He was an eunuch and, and an important official in the service of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. He was responsible for taking care of all her money. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Now he was on his way home. He was sitting in his chariot reading from the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit said to Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. So he went toward the chariot, and he, learned, and he heard the man reading from, the, from Isaiah the prophet. Philip asked him, Do you understand what you're reading? The man answered, How can I understand? I need someone to explain it to me. Then he invited Philip to climb in and sit with him. The part of the scriptures that he was reading was this. He was like a sheep being led to the butcher. He was like a lamb that makes no sound as its wool is being cut off. He said nothing. He was shamed and all his rights were taken away. His life on earth has ended, so there will be no story about his descendants. The official said to Philip, Please tell me, who is this prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else? Philip began to speak. He started with the same scripture and told the man the good news about Jesus. While we were traveling down the road, they came while they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The official said, "Look, here's water. What is stopping me from being baptized?" Then the official ordered the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the official went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. Thank you, sir. And Philip baptized him. That is a phenomenal story. Do you know this story? This story actually comes 
in a parallel of two stories. And I will encourage you to grab your bulletin because there are some blanks there that you, you can fill out. There are two stories here going on. One is story, the story of Philip, and the other story is the, the story of this Ethiopian. So let me talk to you quickly about Philip, okay? Some four things that I found about him. The first one, you know, Philip was one of the disciples of the Lord Jesus. In the chapter number one of the Gospel of John, in verse 43, describes that Philip was one of the ones that the Lord called and said, follow me. He was a disciple. John 1.43. The second thing that you find out about Philip is that eventually he became an apostle. What is that? What is the difference between the disciples and the apostles? Well, the apostles were a special group of disciples. Not all the disciples became apostles. But all the apostles were initially disciples. It is a process. Like in your case, right? You once heard the word of the Lord. And then you started to feel attracted to learn more and more. And you are growing in your spiritual walk, in your Christian walk. The same thing happened to Philip. But in his case, his leader was the Lord Jesus Christ. So he made him, the Lord Jesus made Philip an apostle. Based on the chapter number 10 of Matthew, all the apostles were invested with power to go and do special things. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The third thing about Philip is that in the book of Acts chapter 6. Describes that he was one of the first deacons of the church. And what is the work that they were doing? They were helping that all the widows were taking care. Because there was a little dispute there that the disciples were putting some preference to the Jewish widows, not as much as the Gentiles, non-Jews, non-Jewish widows. So in order to remove that problem, the disciples decided to create a group of deacons that they will help them with those chores. And Philip became one of those. Acts chapter 6 and verse 5. But later, in the chapter number 8 of the book of Acts, we find that this Philip now is an evangelist. What is that? He was someone who was able to share the good news everywhere he was. Everywhere he went, he was sharing the good news. And what is the good news? That there is hope in the name of Jesus. And that is the story of Philip so far in this particular passage that our brother Al read for us. Okay, so this is the parallel. The first, part, the first part that we are reading here is what's going on with Philip. But now let's and review, let's go and review what happened with the Ethiopian. Well, the first thing that you need to know about the Ethiopians is that they were considered and known as one of the meanest people on the face of the earth. Ethiopians were considered very, very mean. And actually they say, some of them, they say that they were the most despicable of all nations. <laughs> For some reason, they thought that about the Ethiopians. So the concept of anyone who was Ethiopian was poor, as you can imagine, right? Now, 
The second thing that we know about this Ethiopian is that he was the treasurer of Queen Candace. So Candace was the queen of the Ethiopians. So something like a president, right? The person of higher power and authority among the Ethiopians. That was Candace, a woman. I know you girls are liking this topic so far. A woman in charge, right? Amen, they say. Always. Always. <laughs> All right. Where well, here is Candace. She is the queen. And you, ladies, you know that one of the good things that you do as women is that you know how to organize things, right? And one of the things that you wanted to organize was to have somebody managing all the finances of the kingdom. So she went into a process of searching. I don't know if they had in those days something like we have today, right? Like career builder or <laughs> whatever websites about jobs. But I can tell you this. She will not pick anyone to be the treasurer, right? She will not pick anyone. She took her time. As a matter of fact, Candace was descendant of the Queen Sheba. Do you remember that name? Queen Sheba? Do you remember it was the time when Solomon was in all his splendor and there was a woman, Queen Sheba, that came to find out about him. So descendants of Queen Sheba, one of those is Candace. So you can imagine, those people are smart, are clever. They are not just anyone. Oh, no, smart people. And this woman, Candace, picked this particular guy to become the treasurer. Why is that? Well, because he was smart. He was honest. He was responsible. And those are, we have said that many times. The main attributes that we need to show in the workplace, being smart, being honest, and being responsible. And this Ethiopian guy did that. He was that kind of person. There is something else about him. You know that he went in this trip, in this journey to Jerusalem because he wanted to worship God. So somehow, there were many, many Jews all over the world in those days as they are right now. And one of those Jews, a proselyte Jew, was this Ethiopian. So he heard about the existence of God in the sacred books. And because he was the treasurer... He had the meaning, the means, and he could afford to have one of those roles. And that is what he did. He read the roles constantly. Obviously, he read Hebrew, right? He was a smart person reading, investigating, researching, and he knew that he needed to go to worship God. He went there as a proselyte Jew, like many others. But then is when this story becomes really, really special. So we have the two parallel stories, right? You know many things about Philip, and you know some things about the Ethiopian. 
And this Ethiopian man now is, is in his vehicle. This chariot, this particular one that I picked here in the screen, is not exactly the kind that he was using. But it's just to give you an illustration, right, that it was not just any chariot. It was something special about it, right? Something different. And when they are in that journey, in that conversation, this man says to Philip, I really want to know about what I am reading because I really do not understand what I'm reading. I want you to tell me. I hear about someone that is about to, to be sacrificed. Is, is he talking about somebody else or is he talking about himself? And Philip took the chance to explain to him everything that he knew. You know what, friends? Something that we always need to keep in mind is that if there is something special that we can share with others, it's not about us. Whenever we have the opportunity to share with somebody and they want to know about our beliefs, what we need to do is to share with them about the sufferings of our Messiah. Because it's not about us. Church is not about us. Our own lives are, are not about us. They are about the Lord. And that is what he did. He said, I want to share with you about the sufferings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 53 describes all those sufferings. And that is what Philip shared with him and said he was the lamb, the perfect lamb of God that was able to give his life in a perfect sacrifice to purchase your salvation. So the Ethiopian is reading and says, so, but I have read here that there was a need for a sacrifice, a blood. And he says, yes, but that blood was given by the Lord Jesus Christ. The Ethiopian was so excited. He said, this is wonderful news to me because I was under the impression that I needed to do something to earn the forgiveness of my sins. I thought that by being religious, I needed to behave in certain way and act in certain way. Even I thought that I needed to give some money to purchase my salvation. Philip says, no, there is no need. Because that is the reason why the Lord Jesus, our Messiah, you know the meaning of the Hebrew word Messiah is the same meaning of the Greek word Christos. The anointed one. The sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ and his blood washes away your sins. The, the, the Ethiopian is it's amazed. He says, this is really good news to me. Because I am doing these trips constantly. And I am longing to be right with God. Like many people in these days, right? And they don't know what to do. They think that there is something special they should do. And, and Philip explained to him and said, no, there is no need for it. All is being paid by the Lord Jesus Christ. He liked it. He says, I like this very, very much. So Philip said, and you know what? He told us to do this. 
to go to the nations and make disciples like you now are, are a disciple and baptize them and teach them everything that he told us. And then he said, well, if this is the thing that the Lord Jesus told us to do, I would like to get baptized. <laughs> he said, I would like that very, very much. Now, I do have a question, he said. Can, can I get baptized anywhere? In any time? Any point of my life? Or there is a special ceremony to do? And Philip said, no, my friend. There is no need for any, any preparation. The only thing that we do is to find a body of water where I, where I can take you there and immerse you. So you will be baptized. He says, I like that. Friends, there is something that we saw here, and it's called a divine encounter. Two different stories. The story of the Ethiopian, the story of Philip. And some point, they intersect. That, my friends, it's a divine encounter. It is divine. It is a divine appointment that only the good Lord could prepare between Philip and the Ethiopian. And that happens to you too. There is a moment that for those things that we will never understand, they are divine. You are here in your story. And there is another person in his story. And both of you intersect in a divine encounter. And only the Lord can prepare those things. It's a divine encounter. Something majestic. Something spiritual is happening there. Right? And they are in this chariot for a little while. Talking and talking. But the divine encounter happened. Encounter that took Philip to explain certain things to the Ethiopian. Right? Explain to him the sufferings of the Messiah. And that made the Ethiopian to experience the conversion that you have lived. Right? That I have lived. At some point, we said, I really like this. And we become Christians. But the next step that every believer should do is to get baptized. To get baptized. But what are the odds that when they are, they, they are in the desert, <laughs> riding in the middle of who knows where, what are the odds that they will find a body of water where they can do the baptism of the Ethiopian? My friends, that is called a divine providence. It's the provision of the Lord in your life after you decide to do the right thing. Are you listening? 
the, pro the provision of the Lord will come to your life after you make the right decision. You experience the divine encounter and you are able to, sh to receive that miracle. You are being blessed. You take the right step and right immediately after that, the divine providence of God. I don't know what is what you need today. I have no idea if what you need is something material, spiritual, emotional, physical, financial. I have no idea what is exactly what you need. But the divine provision, the divine providence of God always comes after you obey what He is giving you to do immediately after the divine encounter. And with that body of water was there. The Ethiopian said, well, listen, Philip, buddy, buddy, hey, stop, hold your horses. <laughs> Wait your horses, child, child says, right? Hold your horses. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Look, look. I would like to get baptized there. And Philip said, sure, let's do that. Let's do that. And they get into the waters to be baptized. Isn't it beautiful? The divine providence of the Lord in your life after you obey his call when you experience the divine encounter. It's just beautiful. The divine providence in your life. Because he is God. He does it. It's not about you. It's not about the Ethiopian. It's not about Philip. It's not about the chariot. Sometimes we think our car is a big deal. <laughs> no, it's not about the chariot. It's all about the Lord. How he in a divine way, can move all his pieces to the right place in the right moment. There is the miracle. And he got baptized. Isn't it beautiful? But there is something more. After that happened, here's Philip and the Ethiopian. And they need to split their ways. Because, my friends, the truth in life is that you will spend some time with certain people for a period of time. It's just a period of time that you will have traveling companions. And do you know who are your traveling companions, right? Your traveling companions could be, first of all, your friends in, in your neighborhood. That's the first traveling companion where you are being raised, where you live now. Not everybody will live in the same house forever. You know it. You have lived that experience. Maybe you are now in a temporary neighborhood, <laughs> right? It's temporary. You're not going to stay there forever. But those that are there, they become your traveling companions. But sometimes it's, it's in the workplace. You know that? Co-workers. 
Even if you work for the same company, things change, and you have different traveling companions in your workplace. It happens with friends. It happens in the community. Regardless, you will have different kind of traveling companions. Traveling companions for a period of time. And then you are going to split your road. You are going to take east, they are going to take west. You are going to go north, and they are going to go south. It's life. It's just like that. The question is, while you are in that journey, while you have those traveling companions, what are you doing with them? Are you really paying attention to those traveling companions? Or you just ignore them? Today, we are at the beginning of September 2018. In a few days, one of my brothers will celebrate another year of life, Friday, his birthday. Happy birthday, Pavel. But 2018 is moving fast. Now, have you thought about your own life and where you will be at the end of this year? Or perhaps in 2019? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with the resources the Lord is giving you? What about those people that are around you? And they are your traveling companions. And maybe they, they are wondering, like the Ethiopian, you know? A lot of people are wondering about God. And they do not understand what they read. When they, even their own thoughts, their own, their own wondering. And perhaps you are that Philip. Perhaps you are that person that is going to bring the good news to somebody this year. Perhaps you are going to be used by God. To tell somebody about the sufferings of the Messiah. And that is what the Lord wants us to experience. Because you will have so much joy. The story tells us that the, the Ethiopian went into his journey. And he was so happy in the chariot. Because now he knew about Jesus. But can you imagine the joy of Philip? Philip was like. So excited, thinking, I got it. I could share the news about Jesus with somebody. And that is one of my invitations to you today. Think about it. Anybody that is with you, a traveling companion, is maybe just an opportunity for you to tell somebody about the Lord Jesus. What do you know about Him, about the sufferings of your Messiah? And the miracle can happen, right? But for some of us here, perhaps here in the church, or some of the, the ones that are listening and watching, perhaps you never, you never have said a prayer, a repenting, repentance, a repentance 
true, honest prayer to God. And I want to invite you to do it today. Open your heart and say with me, Dear Lord, I need you in my life. Please forgive me for all my sins. And I need you to wash away all my sins. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. My friends, because of that experience that we lived, we all can say with a true, truly happy heart, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. I'm so happy to come today, and I want to tell you that you can go home now with the blessing from the Lord God Almighty, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your family. Thank you for coming to church. Amen.